You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here with the Locked On Nationals podcast. Today it is Friday, March 5th. 2021 on the show today. A whole lot to get to. We've got some spring training results. We've got some news about John Lester, obviously getting thyroid surgery, going to be out for a week. We'll see how that affects him. We've got some notes on TV-related things, as in spring training on TV, the Nats extended their contract with Masson, and also we've got an interesting article that came from Federal Baseball about the Nationals tip what they want their opening day lineup to be. We'll take a look at that and discuss All that coming up on today's show. All right, let's get to it here on the Locked On Nationals podcast here on this Friday. And I want to start off by saying I want to thank everybody out there who is listening to this show because this show has grown exponentially, especially as the season approaches. I really appreciate the way you guys have been taking an interest in the show and listening consistently. Uh, This is episode 196. I I started last year um, in January, and obviously it was a very difficult year, but, you know, kind of now making it over a full year now and, you know, nearly 200 episodes in, guys, I keep saying this, but we've only had 60-some games, and that's because, you know, um, 60-some games and 200 episodes, and it's been easy to do because I get great feedback from you guys and I can tell you're out there listening. And so when I see that, you know, there is uh, a positive reception towards the show, you know, it really does motivate me to keep going and know that the Nats fans are out there listening. So I just want to know I really appreciate that. If there's other Nats fans in your lives, uh, and do me a solid and pass it on. I would be greatly, greatly appreciate that. And also, you guys know where to find me on Twitter. I'm at JoshNeighbors underscore. If you follow me, I normally follow back. And also, too, you know, I'll, I'll shoot you, or if you shoot me a message uh, about anything you want in the show or any, you know, kind of feedback, I'd love to hear. I want to interact with you guys more. And as this show continues to grow, because it is growing right now, uh, I, I encourage the interaction because that's what makes this show really valuable. And it makes a lot of fun is to be able to talk nationals with Nats fans and talk about, you know, the National League East and how good it is and, and those kind of where the Nats fit in and all those things. Um, it's really awesome to do that. In that vein, that's kind of where we start. We're talking about the fans. Uh, and a big issue I have is that right now, you know, a lot of these spring training games, guys, are not on TV. Guys and girls, I know you guys are out there wanting to watch. I am right there with you. I want to watch the Nationals uh, play all the time. I know like where they play, basically. I, I want to see these games. And that's a big issue I'm having right now is that they're not on TV. Yesterday, the Nats game was on ESPN with, you know, against the Mets. The problem with that, look, it's great. We love that. The problem with that is a lot of the spring training, they're doing interviews. And so, you know, you get a split screen. So uh, it was awesome to see the interview with Juan Soto yesterday. Really cool to see that during the game. His English has very much improved, and that's awesome to see. Uh, Talking to Lindor, that was really cool. The issue is this, is that, you know, for people like me, I'm trying to watch the actual game. And so the fact that Masson doesn't carry those, it, it's it's difficult. Um, you know, the other night, uh, the Cardinals game, the, the Nats-Cardinals game, the first uh, spring training game they played, 
that game was only on one place. That game was only on the Cardinals feed. And let's be honest, I mean, to be honest, I had to use uh, nefarious means to go and watch the game because it is my job to watch these games trying to figure out what's happening. But there were two games I couldn't watch. I couldn't check out the Miami and, and the Nationals game. I couldn't watch the Houston and Nats game. Those games were not available to me with Mike and I have a normal cable package. I could not find them. Um, and so, you know, I, I don't want to have to use, once again, nefarious means to watch Nats games. Neither do you guys. But it's, it's a challenge, and the reason why it's important to put spring training games on, number one, obviously you want to see the new players. Number two, you just want to see your squad in general. But three, it's a big missed branding opportunity because yesterday, and we'll get into the performances, but Jackson Rutledge and Cade Cavalli both got reps yesterday against the Mets, and those are future potential stars. Those are future potential, and if you're a, if you're a, you know, if you're a team like the Nets, those are dollars you could be making. Get me invested in Jackson Rutledge. Get me invested in Cade Cavalli. I want to be interested in them. I want to track what they're doing so when they make it to the major leagues, I can buy a shirt, I can buy a jersey, I can buy a bobblehead of those players. And that's what it's about. It should be a uh, you know it should be a reciprocating relationship, right? You let me you know I want to invest. Let me invest my time, energy, and ultimately then my dollars into your baseball team, but you have to give me that access. Give us, the fans, that access to your team. And I'm not just saying Nats fans, I'm saying baseball fans in general. Um, and look, you know, a lot of the conversation during that, I understand why, the Nats-Mets game yesterday was about the Mets, and we understand why. But, you know, um, watching that Cardinals feed the other day, Love the discussion that was happening. Now, it wasn't always, you know, in the right, uh, it wasn't, it was too positive, basically, as I'm trying to say sometimes. But, you know, I would love to hear FP and Bob talk about this team and um, always hearing the home broadcast talk about these players. Love hearing about the upside of prospects. And then, you know, you kind of create your own, well, you know, counter argument. You know, like, what's wrong with this guy? You know, could this guy work on these things, secondary pitches? You know, uh, you know, I'd love to hear them, uh, the Nats, you know, broadcast crew, FP, break, you know, break down the, uh, Kyle Schwarber tucking his head more, right? Which we've talked about. And uh, it's an issue that we can't see these things occur. It's, it's an issue we can't watch the games because I know so many of us want to. It was refreshing to watch it yesterday. Uh, that Nats and Mets game it was refreshing to check that one out. But, you know, it's it's uh, it's it's difficult for us fans if you don't let us watch it. And right now, I'm not seeing a way to watch tonight's game. Now, here's the thing. You can ask us to go pay for the spring training games on MLB Network. That stuff always doesn't, or MLB.tv, that stuff doesn't always work. And not everybody can afford that. So, um, you know, if Masson's part of the cable package and you're showing all the Nats games, why can't you show us the spring training games as well? Do not make them uh, spend extra money to watch, make, make fans spend extra money to watch the Nationals play, to watch their team play. To me, it's just ridiculous. And it's another one of those ways that Major League Baseball seems to shoot themselves in the foot when it comes to branding, marketing, and, and access because uh, it's another opportunity to grow the game, to make people like you know the, the next future stars. And it's at points, you're taking away the opportunity to do so from people because you're not putting it on Television, so I think that's something that uh, needs to be talked about and discussed, and hopefully, you know, TVs, uh, TV stations, and uh, teams can come to agreements where they show more and more. Because there are some teams that do show them, and there are some teams that do not. I know Cardinals, the uh, Cardinals fans get to watch all of their teams on Fox Sports Midwest. That channel is essentially created for the Cardinals. But let's be honest, Masson was created for the Orioles and and you know for the Nats, and they should be showing the kind of 
content. Uh, I don't understand what else you'd be putting up there. I mean, we can go check. I just actually just had the Mass and TV schedule up. Uh, I saw it. It was a bunch of crap on there. So they should be showing these games. There's no excuse not to. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, let's discuss what we saw yesterday from the Nationals uh, spring training game against the Mets. And then we'll we'll discuss some other stuff from spring training as well, some other news and notes. Once again, I'm not going to act like I was able to watch all of the games because I wasn't. I'd love to be able to talk to, uh, you know, talk to you guys as if I had seen all of them, but I, uh, we, we couldn't. Um, and so I'll give you some some uh, some thoughts. I did I was able to watch Eric Fetty's first start. Um, was able to see that, but yeah, it was you know, it was challenging to find these games uh, televised somewhere and, and check out what those guys were doing. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we will talk about that spring training game. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. You guys know the deal. Go to BetOnline right now. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, and you will receive a 50% welcome bonus. So if you deposit $100, you'll get $50 extra to play with at betonline.ag. They've got MLB futures uh, for players, for divisions. Uh, Everybody's getting into those right now. We're going to look once again at those next week to see if the lines have moved at all, make some picks, some projections. Should be fun. Also, NBA, NHL, college hoops, all going on right now. They've got all those things available at betonline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts don't sit in the sidelines anymore. Go to BetOnline today. Use that promo code locked on and receive that 50% bonus. Get after it. All right, let's discuss that Nats game yesterday in spring training. So uh, Nats lose 8-4, but the big story here is two guys that we wanted to see pitch got into the game. Cade Cavalli and Jackson Rutledge both were able to get into the contest yesterday. And for Cade Cavalli, uh, we'll start with him because he threw first in terms of the, you know how the game went. Uh, I thought he looked good. I thought he looked maybe a little nervy, and he walked a guy. There was an error, but then he got out of the jam. This is one part where I was complaining about television because, and I get they were doing it, they were interviewing Francisco Lindor, so it was not the easiest to watch and kind of see what was happening while that interview uh, was transpiring. But still, Cade Cavalli did a good job uh, you know, getting comfortable out there. And look, these are great opportunities to get into a jam and to work out of it. So Cade throws a full inning. He gets two Ks on the one walk. And I thought he looked sharp. Once again, it's one inning. Can't glean too much from that. But I uh, love to see him out. I love to see these guys getting reps against big leaguers. And then Jackson Rutledge, who you guys know, I'm the biggest Jackson Rutledge fan alive. Uh, he was able to get out there. And I thought he threw the ball really nicely for him. There's a couple things here. Number one, it, it's, you know, and Davey Martinez uh, talks about this. He likes to work fast. He really does enjoy working at a quick pace and establishing his rhythm. And he walked a guy and then picked him off, a brilliant pickoff move. Uh, you know, I forgot who it was that he walked, but he ends up uh, picking off the runner at first. And then that's when he found his rhythm. Now, despite the fact that he works fast, um, you know, like, when, and he wants to, he might need to slow down a bit. And the issue is this, is that professional hitters are going to slow him down. They're going to call time. Uh, and they're going to, you know, maybe take a lot of pitches to try to, you know, just kind of slow his rhythm down. Um, and he's got to realize that, you know, he can't get frustrated. And Dave Martinez even mentioned that in the post game. He discussed slowing Jackson down and trying to get him to, you know, to, to kind of realize, hey, look, let's just take a deep breath. You're okay. Let's roll. You know, let's move on. Um, and I thought he did. He found that rhythm. And, and here's the thing for Jackson. Throwing the ball for him is effortless. Um, especially that fastball. But but the thing he and Kay did very well is both those guys threw their secondary pitches 
for strikes. And that's something that they've got to do at that, you know, the AAA level, AA level, wherever they're going to go. And then when they move on up through the ranks, throwing that secondary stuff and getting strikes that is so paramount to your success in the major leagues. And that was one of the big takeaways I had from the game yesterday is that they did that. Um, you know, other, other notes, I guess, from the game is that Ryan Zerman looks very good so far, very sharp. He has, drives in three runs yesterday. Um, you know, Josh Harrison's hitting 500 in his at-bats. I mean, obviously not, not a ton of them, but he's hitting 500 so far in his spring training appearances. So it's good to see him doing that. And, uh, you know, the, the battle for those extra spots is taking place. Nobody's really separated themselves just yet in terms of, hey, who could be a guy that, you know, they, um, you know who's going to be the guy that's kind of their extra utility man on the roster? Is it going to be somebody in the bullpen? Is it going to be somebody, you know, from a fielding perspective? You know, look at those Perez guys, the Mercers. Uh, those guys are the ones trying to separate themselves, trying to grab that roster spot. And uh, the key is going to be giving them enough bats to prove and look, Yasmani Tomas getting those ABs, Mercer's getting ABs, Perez is getting ABs. Obviously, I can't see all those guys play because of the blackouts, but you know that's what they're trying to keep an eye on. If you're listening to the game or you're able to watch a game or two, those are the things that you're trying to look for right now, especially from the lineup. Because um, you know it's, it's also nice to see Schwarber and, and see uh, you know Josh Bell out there, but you know I, I'm trying to think about the back end of the roster. Who, who's going to be on this team? Who's going to have that chance to be those kinds of players who impact the Nats? Who, you know those guys like the Josh Harrisons, the kind of unexpected lifts that you get. Those guys are always major keys to any success that you have. Uh, and then one more thing on the lineup side of things. The, the Nats tip how they want to deal with their opening day batting order. This is from Blake Finney over at Federal Baseball. And um, he just kind of notes the way they constructed their lineup and talked about Wednesday and talked about the Mets lineup. Uh, and then he said, you know, Victor Robles hitting first. He was at the top. And it's the second time that they've done that. So, Martinez did say, quote, right now I'm just trying to, you know, I'm trying to try some different things, end quote, and no decision's been made. He said, quote, nothing is set in stone right now, end quote, and he says if Victor looks good at the leadoff spot, it may be something that we do down the road. So, it does not sound like he's committed to it right now, but, I mean, if that's any indication, there's a good chance that, you know, you're going to have... Trey Turner and Juan Soto hitting right behind Victor Robles, and that's always what they've wanted to do. You know, I, I'd say always Trey is the best leadoff hitter in baseball, but that that you know, if he's on a team, it's a more fill like the lineup's completely full. You know, he's on one. You know, if he's in the Braves or something like that, he's in the Mets, something like that. The guy's gonna hit leadoff for you. It, it just makes a lot of sense. Now he's just such a good hitter that they might have to move him from that leadoff spot and, and hit him to. Or three. So if they, but the the key is this: they have to get that production from Robles, and he has not brought that in the past. So that could be the construct. We're all debating about how the construction looks like. You know, if they're going to go Robles, Turner, Soto, uh, you know, Schwarber and Bell. It kind of gives them a bit more flexibility now because that back end of the lineup starts to look a little bit better, right? If you can fit a Bell and a and a Castro at your five and six, you're starting and, and Jan Gomes too. You're starting to give yourself a chance to have a really nice filled out lineup. That was the key, right? We're kind of 
uh, one through four slash one through five, we kind of feel pretty good about. You feel good about Turner, feel good about um, Soto, obviously, you feel good about Bell and Schwarber, at least in terms of where they should be hitting in the lineup. And then you feel good about Castro, who is one of the most consistent hitters out there. Not a guy, you know, who does a ton of, um, you know, hits for a ton of power, not a guy who you know, grabs a ton of extra base hits, but a guy who's a pretty consistent hitter. And so you feel comfortable about what those five guys are going to do. You kind of feel comfortable about Jan Gomes. And then the rest of the way is your question marks, right? Where do we, you know, do we see an Andrew Stevenson uh, fit in there, you know, somewhere in, in some way, shape, or form? Do we see, uh, you know, in the back end, I guess, you know, you're at a point where looking across, I mean, Zimmerman's going to be in the back end, so you expect him back there. What's his form look like right after a year off? So those are a lot of questions that they've got to answer, and the lineup structure is a big question. So I'm, uh, I am, I'm intrigued about how far they take this Robles thing, right? Uh, is this something that they just want to do right now, or is this something that they're willing to take into the season? Um, and they talked about how Davey Martinez, you know, hitting, uh, talked about hitting Stalin Castro sixth, right behind Bell and Schwarber in Wednesday's game. That's what I just talked about. I think that's kind of the most likely situation. If you go Robles one, Soto two, or excuse me, Turner two, Soto three. Um, you know, in, in some fashion, uh, you know, you would go with Schwarber at the Schwarber at four, Bell at five, six Castro, seven. You would put Jan Gomes, eight Ryan Zerman, and then you would go with uh, whoever's pitching right there at nine. Which, ugh, once again, still upset about there not being a designated hitter. So yeah, there, there's kind of what you think that lineup is going to look like on opening day, but you don't know yet. And once again, so many people have come on here and talked about. What is the place in the order where you can get your best guys the most at-bats? And that's hitting Trey 1 and 1-2. That's really what it is. So I don't know. I don't think Robles should be leading off, but let's not put it out of the realm of possibility. This is one of those things, too, where I think Davey's trying to get a look at it. Um, it's it's a good kind of card to play. You know, if Trey were going out with injury, you kind of know what you want. Or on a certain day you want to for a matchup, you want to put Victor Robles in that first spot. And he does bring a lot of speed to the table. He does. I admit that. But things have not fully come to fruition for him at the dish. And so that's kind of why I think a lot of Nats fans would be a bit hesitant uh, to go that way. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, let's talk about John Lester's surgery uh, for a thyroid gland he had removed. But first, a word from our sponsors. All right, let's talk about John Lester here really quickly as we wrap up the show today. This is from Yahoo Sports, Jack Bear there. Nationals, John Lester to have thyroid surgery, uh, thyroid gland removed after spring training fatigue. John Lester's tenure with the Nationals is beginning with some major surgery. The former Chicago Cub and Boston Red Sox ace will undergo surgery to remove thyroid gland. Nationals manager Davey Martinez revealed on Wednesday via the uh, Washington Post, Jesse Doherty. Um, Martinez said reportedly that Lester had left fatigue during spring training workouts. The procedure is reportedly scheduled for Friday, and Martinez indicated that he could return in five to seven days. All right, so, um, and Davey did say if everything goes well, he'll be back in five to seven days. Hopefully he can pitch in a week, Martinez said in the video call. We wanted to get it taken care of now, so it's not an issue. We know he's had it. We were waiting for some other results to come through, talk to the doctor, and he wants to go ahead and have it removed, which we all agree was a good thing for him. He'd feel better with that gone, and then we'll go from there. Once again, guys, John Lester at 37. you got to be concerned with things like this. Not long-term concern, but it is of note, an older guy. So John Lester out of there. We'll see um, how long it does affect him. I'm just curious about it. 
I'm no doctor at all. Let's see if it, you know, he comes back and there's still some fatigue, but uh, I think it's definitely something that we should keep an eye on. We should monitor. So thyroid gland being removed today, hopefully that goes well for him, but we should just keep tabs on that as we move forward. All right, that'll do it for the show today. Uh, some spring training games coming up this weekend for the Nationals, so be on the lookout for those. Uh, let's see, uh, the full schedule for this weekend. On Friday, they'll play St. Louis. That's tonight. So on Saturday, they'll play Miami. And then on Sunday, or excuse me, on Monday, they'll play the Mets. So that's what's coming up this weekend. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Nationals. Follow me at Josh Neighbors. And until next time, my friends, please stay safe.